How is it possible that it's already August? We hope you are enjoying your summer. Back by popular demand is our AirPods Pro giveaway. Members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts, which you get by becoming a member. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of August, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code BONUSCONTENT, one word, at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code Bonus content. Thank you for your support. It's August 9th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Cotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. In an apparent escalation of Ukrainian attacks on Moscow, Two drones were shot down by the Kremlin's air defense systems during an attempted strike on the Russian capital. Moscow Mayor Sergei Sobayanin announced the incident with one drone targeting the Doma Didovo region and the other flying over a major highway. Although there is no information about casualties, emergency services are on site. Russia's defense ministry blamed Ukraine for the failed attack labeling it a terrorist attack and accusing the Kyiv regime of using unmanned aerial vehicles to target Moscow. While Moscow has been relatively unaffected by the 18-month war, recent weeks have seen an increase in strikes on the city. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky warned that the costs of war would reach the Kremlin's doorstep, indicating a shift in the conflict's dynamics. Ohio voters have rejected a proposal that aimed to make it more challenging to amend the state constitution, a victory for reproductive rights and democracy advocates. The rejection means that Ohio will maintain its current process for constitutional amendments, which involves collecting signatures from 44 of 88 counties and obtaining a simple majority to pass. The proposal, Issue 1, would have required signatures from all counties and a 60% supermajority to pass. This outcome is seen as a win for democracy, with President Joe Biden praising it. Republicans sought to make amending the Constitution harder, possibly to hinder a fall referendum protecting abortion rights. The rejection indicates strong support for reproductive freedom, aligning with other successful abortion rights campaigns in various states. Additionally, this vote coincides with efforts to establish a citizen-led commission for redistricting illustrating a broader political shift. The rejection is credited to the efforts of the one-person, one-vote campaign and is a setback for GOP mega-donor Richard Uline. Turnout surged during the election, indicating widespread engagement in the issue. China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi assured Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov of China's impartial stance on the Ukraine conflict during a call shortly after China participated in talks aimed at ending the conflict, which included Ukraine but not Russia. Wang emphasized the strong friendship and partnership between China and Russia, 
asserting that China will uphold an independent and objective position, actively promoting peace talks and seeking political solutions. The talks in Saudi Arabia, attended by key nations including the US, UK, Germany, and India, aimed to find common ground for peace. China's involvement was praised by Ukraine's foreign minister, who hopes China can influence Russia toward peace despite their close ties. China's 12-point proposal for peace was discussed, advocating ceasefire, but not the withdrawal of Russian troops, differing from Ukraine's vision. The call also underscored China and Russia's shared alignment against Western confrontational policies and their desire for a multipolar world order. The call marked the first interaction since Wang's reappointment as China's foreign minister and King Gang's sudden replacement as his successor. In other news, the UK has unveiled a partnership with Turkey to combat smuggling networks, orchestrating small boat crossings across the English Channel. The Home Office revealed that British and Turkish law enforcement will enhance collaborative efforts to disrupt the procurement of boat components and other resources used by asylum seekers for their journey to the UK. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has prioritized curbing these crossings, considering it a significant point of contention against the opposition Labour Party in the upcoming general election. This move comes as the Conservatives trail Labour by 19 percentage points in the polls. The agreement involves Turkey establishing a center of excellence through its national police, collaborating with the UK's National Crime Agency to disrupt supply chains for small boats. The NCA suspects that many of these boats originate in Turkey due to its strategic geographic position. The aim is to share intelligence, resources, and technology to enhance security and deter illegal migration, as emphasized by Immigration Minister Robert Jenrick. The Syrian government has granted an extension of three months to the United Nations for delivering aid to opposition-controlled areas through two Turkish border crossings, Bab al-Salam and al-Riyah. The extension is a response to the UN's efforts to provide essential assistance to those regions. This decision follows Russia's obstruction of UN authorization to extend the use of a separate crossing which has been a crucial supply line for the region. The U.S. exemption that allowed certain humanitarian transactions into Syria has expired, potentially causing hindrances to humanitarian response efficiency. The U.N. had been utilizing these crossings for aid delivery since 2014, but recent conditions imposed by the Syrian government have led to concerns and delayed operations. The situation highlights the ongoing struggle between the government and opposition in Syria and the difficulties of providing much-needed aid to the affected population. China's consumer sector entered deflation in July as factory gate prices continued to decline, reflecting the economy's struggle to boost demand and increasing pressure on Beijing to introduce more direct policy stimulus. There are concerns that China might be heading towards a period of slow economic growth, similar to Japan's lost decades, characterized by stagnant consumer prices and wages. China's post-pandemic recovery has slowed due to weakened domestic and international demand, despite various economic support policies. The consumer price index dropped by 0.3% year-on-year in July, 
the first decrease since February 2021, while the producer price index fell for the 10th consecutive month by 4.4%, surpassing the predicted 4.1% drop. This contrast in inflation rates highlights the divergence between China's manufacturing and service sectors, indicating a dual-paced economy growth trajectory. The weakening economic data, including declining exports and imports and debt issues in the property sector, have led to concerns about China's economic health. Policymakers have introduced measures to stimulate spending and boost confidence, but uncertainty remains about the effectiveness of these actions. The Chinese government's approach seems to favor targeted stimulus and supply-side measures rather than significant economic interventions. In later news, a new study challenges the traditional notion of taking 10,000 steps a day for fitness, suggesting that fewer than 5,000 steps can still provide health benefits. Research involving over 226,000 individuals worldwide reveals that walking around 4,000 steps is sufficient to begin reducing the risk of premature death from any cause, while just over 2,300 steps can benefit heart and blood vessels. Greater health advantages are observed with increased steps, with every extra 1,000 steps beyond 4,000 lowering the risk of early mortality by 15%, up to 20,000 steps. The study underscores the importance of lifestyle changes like exercise and diet, which can be as or even more effective than advanced medical treatments in reducing cardiovascular risk and prolonging lives. The benefits of walking apply across genders and ages, with more pronounced effects seen among those under 60. The study aims to address the global issue of insufficient physical activity linked to millions of deaths annually. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.